The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Good morning. 12 minutes after 6. Join the conversation. Love to have you join in at 770-5633, 770-KMED. We call this a sometimes find your phone Friday. <laughs> if you can find your phone, go ahead and uh, check in. Uh, by the way, are you still using a landline? One, that's one question I like to toss out at you today because I was reading that uh, AT&T, of course, AT&T uh, Cellular, which I think may be a different company from the other uh, AT&T. There are various iterations. I'm not exactly sure about this, but I was noticing that uh, AT&T was requesting in California that they be allowed to just completely discontinue the the copper landline, the actual landline. And I'm curious how many people are still using an actual landline. And we still, as uh, broadcasters here in Southern Oregon, uh, sometimes have some landlines at transmitter sites still. You know, the and, and I'm talking about the old copper lines. I'm not talking about if you have like uh, Spectrum and you have Spectrum Phone or Spectrum Voice or the uh, because that's actually voice over internet that's coming through your your charter or your Spectrum. You know that that kind of thing. Uh, but if you actually have copper wire telephone, I'm kind of curious how many people are still using that. I know it's been going down in uh, popularity, and the FCC said, well, they don't have to necessarily do any new ones anymore. But California has been requested by AT&T to actually uh, just discontinue it, that they, they don't have to maintain it and maybe force people off them over time. And I don't know if you have a, uh, a thought on that or not. Given that the AT&T's uh, wireless was down for what, about a day or so, uh, what could go wrong, right? Apparently, it's uh, difficult to maintain the old copper wire network here as long as uh, you know the demand keeps going down. So there we go. Should it just be an entirely wireless future? No more copper wires anywhere? Uh, no, we can talk about that. Are you still using one? You're still using the old-fashioned uh, old copper? Let me know. I'd just love to know how many listeners of talk radio or how many are on a cell. I think the vast majority, at least when I noticed the caller ID, vast majority seem to be uh, wireless callers these days. But I'm just curious, just to, just you and me, we could talk about it just for fun on uh, Friday. All right, 770-5633-770-KMED. Yesterday, personally, was a really uh, great day for me. It was a kind of a nerve-wracking day. Now, I know yesterday when I started, I was kind of in a rant over the uh, the Breitbart thing about uh, that had Cliff Fence's name in it, and maybe I was a little over the top on that, and if so, I I apologize for that. But, um, you know, Republicans, we Republicans are so willing to uh, set our fellow Republicans on fire, except for, for Donald Trump. In fact, that's one thing I've noticed. Uh, former President Trump can do anything. Nobody cares, and there's still lots of love, but... You know the people we actually have in office right now. There's no love for them. It's it's kind of an odd thing. I don't I don't know exactly where that comes from. Speaking of uh, former President Trump, uh, of course we have the South Carolina primary in which, uh, well, you would think that in a sane world that he would be putting a stake through the political career of uh, Nikki Haley. But even though she'll probably lose by thirty to forty points, as she's going to stay through to Super Tuesday, at least Super Tuesday. But we'll see where this uh, where this ends up going. But Anyway, it was a great day yesterday, even after I got off the air and I was all stressed out. It was like, you were all yelling at each other, conspiracy theory, Thursday craziness. You know how that goes. But it was a nervous day because um, 
Linda, as you know, had uh, some health struggles a number of years ago. I don't want to go into all the details, but I think you can just kind of fill in the the blank. And so once a year now, she gets the, you know, the big CT scan, the medical scan to figure out what's going on and if anything has come back, right? And so even though you're feeling good and the blood work looks good and everything else is uh, is is kind of okay and you seem to be feeling all right, You can't help but wonder, is there a possibility of something coming back? And so the uh, scan results uh, were done a couple of days ago, and the doctor talked with her yesterday, and it was just a total clean bill of health. Everything is looking good, blood work, this and that and the other. And uh, And so I said, okay, just because you had such a good scan, Linda, I'm going to keep cleaning the cat box for you solely. You don't have to clean the cat box anymore. You know, as long as you keep getting good stan- good scans, I'm <laughs> I would clean the cat box anyway, but you know, you, you got to have a little fun with it, right? But she's doing great. And uh I let people know on social media yesterday that and anyway, it's just great to be able to uh, to say that and know that your loved ones are uh, are doing okay, you know. It's uh, 18 minutes after 6770563. Let me go to the phones. What's on your mind this Friday? Hi, who's this? Welcome. Go ahead. Well, this is Wendy. Hello, Wendy. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. And I don't know if you can tell, I'm calling on my landline. Yeah. Well, there's that wonderful clarity and crispness that uh, that says that, no, that nothing says clarity and crispness like landline, right? Well, yes. And guess what? With the power going out every now and then, I live up in uh, the foothills of Sam's Valley. Uh-huh. Can't get a clear signal. Um, I love giving the guy trying to push AT&T, Fred Myers a bad time. Like, yeah, I've got AT&T. Uh-huh. Still can't get a signal at my house. I've got to have two phones. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have a wireless, too? Yes, I do. I've got a wireless. I use it in town and for texting with the kids and stuff. But so. you can't get a signal out in uh, Sam's Valley, huh? No, no. I'm have not. have you no. tried um have you tried yeah, US cellular? The US the one thing I'll say about US cellular, US cellular was the first was the first cellular company to come to Southern Oregon back when it wasn't cool to service smaller areas, rural areas like us. And mm-hmm. in some cases, especially in the rural spots, they tend to have a better signal footprint. It might be worth checking out if you were concerned about that. But I just thought I'd mention that. Okay, and by the way, I'm not paid to say that. I just know that that's the reality of yeah. uh, of what had happened. I end up asking around, asking people which carrier they have and like that, and I mm-hmm. might decide to change it. But then I'm also a non-geek re- computer person, uh-huh. retired, and uh, at two phones, if I can afford it, I'll just go ahead and pay it. All right, you got it. Hey, appreciate it's an the emergency tip. backup. Too. So, so <laughs> when everybody else's phone is out, your copper network will still be working, right? That's right. And even though I use a, a cordless phone in the house, I still have an old-fashioned push-button princess line phone I can that's hooked in that can get a call anyway, no matter what. Because with the wireless, if you're depending on that and the power's out, then it's no good either. Okay, hang on just a second here, all right? You were talking about the princess phone, right? Yeah. Okay, I've got that princess phone right here. What? Uh, seriously, I have one. I'm going to hold up the Facebook Live camera here. 
And uh, uh, someone had asked me why I had this in here because I was recording the bell. Because you know the problem with a uh, with a wireless phone is that you just hit end call. There's nothing exciting about that, right? Nothing satisfying about that. Exactly. But when you have the old uh, the old princess phone like this, you go, "All right, yeah, the heck with you. I'm hanging up on you." And then you go, "Yeah." <laughs> and you got the it little make your point exactly. You got the yeah here. Take that, sister or brother, whoever you're talking to, like a relative. Robocall. <laughs> Robocall. So, yes, that is very satisfying. So. I appreciate the call, and I'm glad you're calling whether it's wireless or on the landline, okay? You okay. take care. Thanks. I love that. She was talking about the princess phone, and I had to dig it out. I have it underneath the uh, – I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I had it out in the garage there for a while. I suppose I could you know, put it back out there. Uh, good morning, KMED, KCMD. Hi, who's this? Breaker 1-9, good buddy. You got your ears on, your CB? That's still working for you? <laughs> you know, I actually I do. You. you know, you're going to love this, on though. The side at home. Uh, you know, I actually do have uh, about two or three uh, CB radios that are uh, walkie-talkies that I have stored oh. away just in case. Just in Don't case. Don't get rid of them. Uh, no, oh, no. Never would. No, no. Never would. All right. Morning, Bill. Bob in Medford. How you doing, Bob? What's up? Good. Got the water bill yesterday and looked at the insert, and our water's going to go up uh, 8.6% or so, which is only less than $3 per billing cycle, but that probably won't make the big news. What is the uh, the reasoning for that, just the regular inflationary pressures? Is that the uh, reason they're giving? Inflationary infrastructure, maintaining you know a good water supply. And uh, I don't think any of that goes into fixing the sewer end of our water supply. But uh, I mean, it's mostly just, you know, maintaining the structure of our uh, yeah. water services. I mean, they do intake it down there just above where they let it out, which is probably a good thing for us. Yeah. Well, City of I'm Medford. Sure it might be another story. The City of Medford is actually, uh, actually, Southern Oregon is pretty uh, fortunate with that, uh, the Big Butte Springs. That yeah. um, is something yeah. which is uh, we're very fortunate. Much better yeah. wall, uh, water quality than many cities. I was uh, kind of wondering though, um, have you noticed any difference in taste? I, I was reading another insert the other day that talked about how the um, the water company or the water uh, commission was now putting uh, what was it a was it soda or caustic soda or something into the water to kind of balance out the p uh, the pH, bring the pH into a better uh, balance. So that yeah, it would not corrode, uh, it would not corrode the pipes as well or as easily. Right. Yeah. It, yeah, it's coming up a little bit in the pH thing, and in this insert, uh, it protects the longevity, so you get less corrosion from yeah. the uh, any metal or leads and that sort of thing. But in the insert, it also said that it may affect the beer brewers. <laughs> you know, oh, really? They may have to adjust their pH a little bit so you don't end up with skunky beer. And I'm not sure if the wine industry adds water to their wine. I, I don't make wine or yeah. know that process real well. And it also says that uh, uh, the medical end of things may have to adjust some of their machines if any of them use any tap water to to do their, you know, chemical studies. And, and you wouldn't think about that, that with just adjusting the pH up, uh, what, a couple of points or so, you know, that kind right. of thing. But yeah, it's, it's, that's it's reality. A small, small increase. But have you ever taken Medford water, you know, straight out of the tap, and then let it set overnight and then try to drink it? 
Uh, I can't say I've done that. I just drink Medford water straight out of yeah. the tap from time to time, yeah. and I haven't had yeah. any problems. Uh, sometimes no. it's a little more chlorine, chlorinated than other times, you know, in the summer. In taste, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it tastes nasty if you do that. Okay, so you just say uh, let it sit out, right? Don't let it sit out overnight and okay. then drink it. So but you say, when, you say that, when you say Medford Water Commission water <laughs> tastes bad, you've never really lived elsewhere, have you? Well, if you visit elsewhere, some places you don't even bother drinking the water. Uh, okay, well, the, the reason I'm bringing that yeah. up is that I remember, you know, growing up as a young boy in Pittsburgh, and you'd uh, they'd pull water out of the Allegheny River, and the of course very industrialized back in that day, and I and I kind of recall the the days of the water looking kind of urine yellow in the summertime. It just depending on the color, it was not particularly great in my view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Bob. I appreciate the call. Thanks for checking in. Oh, and, and, by, and by the way, you want to be on landline, right? You're on landline. Uh, this is a landline tied into the uh, uh, computer line. So, oh, okay. Not, well, that's not really a landline. Then. That. That's not really a landline. Not a real. It's not a real landline. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks for the caller, Bob. As always, landline or not. Good morning, KBD KCMD. Who's this? Hello. Hello, hello. Hello going once, hello going twice. I wonder if they're having trouble getting through. I wonder who that is. Well, I'll find out during the break, and then we'll talk more. 770-5633. If you're on a well and concerned about a low water table, it's time to consider a holding tank. Siskiyou Pump Service installs holding tanks that are continually topped off by your well pump, providing a consistent reserve supply of water for your lawn and garden, livestock, fire suppression, and typical household uses. Don't wait till you're out of water. A holding tank system can provide a reserve of fresh, clean water and peace of mind. Plan now. Call Siskiyou Pump Service, serving the Rogue Valley for over 50 years. Online at SiskiyouPump.com. The Rogue Gardener, sponsored by Grange Co-op. Gardeners start seeds indoors so that they can get a jump on the growing season. The farther north you go and where there are still gardeners, the more you're going to see people starting seeds indoors to take advantage of the benefits of the warmth and that we can then extend the growing season by weeks and even by a month or two. Talk to Stan Saturdays 10 to noon, Sunday morning encore at 9 on KMED at KCMD. Southern Oregon Shooting Sports and Free Rivers Ammo, your local ammo manufacturer, would like to invite you to their gun show this Saturday and Sunday at the Jackson County Expo. The Southern Oregon Gun Show has it all for the hunter, collector, and outdoorsman. This is your chance to talk with gun experts, so while you're at the show at the Seven Feathers Event Center, stop by the Pageant Pavilion and check out the huge Southern Oregon Shooting Sports and Free Rivers Ammo Gun Show on Saturday 9 to 5 and Sunday 10 to 3. Don't miss the Southern Oregon Polar Plunge for Special Olympics and your chance to step out of your comfort zone to benefit youth and adults with disabilities. Get your team together and jump into an unheated outdoor pool, all for a great cause. It's cold enough. Are you bold enough? Your support provides athletes with access to sports, activities, wellness programs, community, and much more. Join us Saturday, March 2nd. The fun starts at 11 a.m. at the Rogue Valley Country Club in Medford. Register your team, volunteer, or skip the dip and donate at plungeoregon.org. Hi, I'm Jolene from Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros, and I'm on 106.7 KMED. 28 after 6 on Find Your Phone Friday. Dave's here. Hey, Dave, you wanted to talk about the Cliff Bentz article, or at least uh, being mentioned in Breitbart yesterday. Yeah, we had uh, some talk about I it. I want to say is, is 
first off, I've already voted for Super Tuesday down here in Siskiyou County. Really? Because uh, I've already got the ballot in the mail. Uh, the is that how early? Is that how early you get to vote? Wow, that's something. Yeah, they, uh, I got it uh, last week, and I sat down uh, two days ago, filled it out, and uh, my brother came by, and I had him drop it in the mail oh. for me. But, uh, yeah, it, it comes, like, uh, uh, a couple weeks before the, the, on the ballot. But I, I wanted to say is, is if I could vote for Clint Fins, I'd be defending him because the lefties will always figure a way to attack, and you have to be more informed uh, and actually read the article before you start jumping to conclusions because there's so much fake stuff out there. And and Republicans tend to have circling firing squads, and I never understood that. Well, we're, yeah, and I'll admit, we are very, very good at, uh, at such things. And that Breitbart article, I was trying to get— folks to understand or, or hoping that people will understand. And maybe I was inelegant yesterday because I was, I was really kind of angry about it. And, and I'll admit, I, you know, sometimes I'll get emotional about something. What's it? Well, yeah, but you know, some, I, I said a couple of things, maybe I, I shouldn't have, uh, have said on that, but getting back to it though. Well, I'll do that. Yeah. The, the point being is that, what the takeaway from the article is not that uh, Cliff Benz is going to cave to the environmental left. It's that the environmental left is coming out to attack him. And that was what the leak of the uh, document was was coming there. And so the idea is to is to back him and strengthen him and encourage him to do the right thing because we're all human. If you're, if you're in his district, you should call him yeah. and uh, give him encouragement to fight those uh, those uh, dummies. Yeah, that, and that was kind of the takeaway, all right? It's uh, 6.30. Thanks so much, Dave. You be well. Uh, let me go to line two. Hi, KMED, KCFD. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, good, good morning. This is Kerry. Hey, Kerry. Welcome. And I live not very far from you, and we're talking about the landline. Oh, Kerry Provanka. How you doing this morning, Kerry? Yeah, good. Yeah, we were forced to go. To, I was forced to go to uh, a cell phone because my line under under the ground over here was so compromised that we couldn't use it it's interesting that uh our neighborhoods most of the utilities are underground aren't they yeah uh but they they said well can we replace the line no it would have to dig up about 300 feet of street to do that and they're not going to do that wow so there was not even a spare pair of uh, of twisted no, they, wire gone through the spare pairs you know years ago oh okay so yeah i mean they said there's no way you can fix it because yeah. you know the static on the line and it, everything was all screwed up yeah so i'm forced to go to the cell phone and i can't say that i'm totally happy with that no because uh you can't help it i mean there are always good spots and there are always dead spots you know you could try to and there's always other weird problems with cell phone connections that just you can't help. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I know that uh, the cell phone has been a boon for talk radio and uh, just a horrible <laughs> addition to talk radio because I'll bet you if you were to go back and listen to talk radio uh, tapes from maybe 30 years ago when people would call in, I'll almost guarantee you the quality was probably better of many of the calls. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. and I hate being tied to the damn cell phone. I really do. Yeah, well... You know, you have to have something to be able to uh, help the CIA keep keep tabs on you, Carrie. Okay, yeah. come on, man. All right. And the, 
The other thing I wanted to mention was, you know, the water quality in Medford, I think, is pretty outstanding. Mm -hmm. I lived in Santa Barbara, and in Santa Barbara, you can't sneak up on a glass of water and drink it. Oh, yeah? It stinks. It's terrible water. Yeah. And, well, a lot of other places that I lived in the uh, in the Midwest and back east, oh, I mean, it was perfectly healthy water, I suppose, but it was not, not very pleasant at all. Well, I grew up in Greeley, Colorado, and we had the best water I've ever had in my life. Greeley, but, Colorado. Uh, okay. Now, uh, did they happen to make beer out of there, like uh, Coors or something like that? Well, not in Greeley, but, you know, Fort Collins and, you know, that same water and it was it was good water. Okay, well, as long as it's not Camp Lejeune, you hear those ads all the time right now. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, I drink water out of the tap here in Med in Medford every day, and I take a glass of water to bed with me. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, if there's still some water left in there, I drink it, and I don't see any problem with the taste of it. Yeah, I don't either. I'm right there with you. Appreciate the call there, Carrie. Good to hear. If he was six thirty three, we'll grab one more before uh, news. And Rick Manning will be uh, touching in. We got the uh, DC Swamp update to power through. Hi, who's this? Good morning. Hi, who's this? Good. Hello, you're on. Hey, Bill. Yeah, hi. Welcome. Hello. Hey, I'm here. I'm sorry, I'm at CPAC, and I was talking to. Oh, the guy I used oh, to work with. oh, oh! I thought you were just a normal caller, and it's the guy no. I'm going to be talking to. All right, all right. <laughs> sorry, because we were... yeah, this is this is Rick Manning. I, I heard something about my. I need the theme song though for it to work. <laughs> okay, well, I'll get your the- your theme song ready, and then we'll power into the swamp update. Uh, there's nothing going on, of course, but we'll make up something uh, coming. <laughs> I know, I know. Oregon Truck and Auto Authority is your one-stop accessory and protection shop, offering quality products like Linex spray-on bed liners, undercoating, and truck, Jeep, and SUV accessories. Oregon Truck and Auto Authority is now your premier source for overlanding, off-road, and outdoor lifestyle products. So what are you waiting for? Stop on by and get prepared for your next adventure. They're located at 4840 Airway Drive, just off Vilas Road in Central Point. Oregon Truck and Auto Authority. Your Department of Adventure. Tax Talk with Straight Talk. You give and you give. This tax season, you get with Straight Talk Wireless. You get a reliable 5G network and unlimited data and a Samsung Galaxy A14 included when you buy an extended Silver Unlimited plan. So you can give your janky phone to your kid. Switch to Straight Talk for plans starting as low as $25 a line per month for four lines. Find us at straighttalk.com. For network management practices, visit straighttalk.com. Device offer ends 41424. Online only. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Taxes and fees apply. News sponsored by Caveman Heating and Air. It's the climate and we control it. Call Caveman Heating and Air at 541-476-0009 or cavemanheating.com. Good morning. I'm Molly Smith with your NBC5 morning news update. Police are looking into an alleged death investigation at the Charles Point Apartments in South Medford. NBC5 got a tip around 9.30 p.m. saying at least one person has died on Highgate Street in the complex. At this time, MPD can only confirm the investigation is happening. Visit KOBI5.com for updates. And police say they found an infant and toddler abandoned in the woods. 24-year-old Justin Trompeter of Trail is wanted on domestic violence and child endangerment charges. JCSO deputies were originally searching for Trompeter in connection to a February 7th domestic violence assault call where he left the scene with the children. On February 16th, JCSO deputies received information that Trompeter was hiding with the children ages six months and a year and a half deep in the surrounding Jacksonville woods. 
That same day, JCSO found the two children abandoned in the car alone. If you have any information on Trumpeter's whereabouts, please contact police. And the Medford School District and Teachers Union have come to a tentative agreement for a three-year contract for staff. This includes increased pay to afford cost of living, additional support for educators working with students with extreme behavior, class size regulations, and more. The next step is for the union board to approve and ratify the contract. Once that happens, it will take effect immediately. And that's a look at your morning headlines. For NBC5 News, I'm Molly Smith. Have a wonderful Friday. February is for sweethearts and sweet savings on a new Ford at Butler Ford in Ashland. Joel here, and nothing says I love you like a brand new truck in your driveway, especially when you can finance a new Ford F-150 at the low, low rate of 1.9% for 72 months. And here's another sweet low rate deal, your choice of Ford Escape or Ford Edge with 0% financing for 60 months. Come to Ashland for low rates, 1.9% financing on Ford F-150s, 0% financing on Ford Escapes and Edges. That's how Ford's cost less in Ashland. Remember, Butler says yes to 0% financing. Butler says yes to bigger discounts and rebates. Butler says yes to giving you more for your trade. Butler Ford and Truck Center, just 12 short minutes south of Medford, right off of exit 19, where we've got your truck, your SUV, and certified pre-owned. Looking for a quality used car, truck, or SUV? Start your search at butlerpreownedsupercenter.com. That's butlerpreownedsupercenter.com. 60 monthly payments at 1667 per thousand finance and 72 monthly payments at 1471 per thousand finance on approved credit through Ford Credit Financing. Offer ends 229.24. Coming up on the next Hughes Lumber. When two by fours get together, only one thing can happen. Walls get built. Check out the studs, followed by contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Featuring lumber, hardware, and siding. Starring decks, additions, and ADUs. It's the return of home enhancements. But watch out for that naughty pine. Get the best build for your buck values at Hughes Lumber. Your top show for quality, price, selection, service. So don't miss Hughes Lumber on Crater Lake Highway next to Garrison's. Your pet isn't just a pet. They're part of your family. Most of the pet food on the market is cooked at high temperatures, which kills nutrients. A scoop of Dynavite is a three-in-one daily supplement, adding back key nutrients to your pup's health. Try Dynavite for free. Just pay shipping and handling. Learn more at D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com slash radio. That's Dynavite dot com slash radio. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD. This is the Bill Meyer Show. This is the craziest party that could ever be. Don't turn on lights because I don't want to see. I'm not Rick Manning turning on the lights over at CPAC this morning. Americans for Limited Government, DailyTorch.com, GetLiberty.org. But that Daily Torch is where you go for mostly the news and the cartoons and the analysis and everything else. Hey, Rick, so uh, what has been the buzz at CPAC this week? The uh, you know Conservative Political Action Committee uh, people all getting together. Well, I, I, you know, the truth is um, the... Um, it's actually a little more lightly attended this year than normal. I think it's because the presidential race has been decided a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, by and large, what people are talking about is how do we get out of this mess that we're in? Um, you know, there's a, uh, you know, it's one thing to say, gee whiz, you know, Donald Trump, but it's a, but, I'm, not, I'm sorry, somebody was asking for one drink. The, um, it's one thing to say, you know, what, no, hold on, hold on. A senator is asking you for your drink? No, no. Somebody was asking me. Oh, oh, okay. I, I, I was thinking, which senator? I would have bottle of water. Yeah, because yeah, if there was a senator there with you, put him on. 
or her, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, is it, yeah, it's a, uh, there's one rule. Senators don't get anybody else something. They get have people get stuff for them. Okay. But that's a, uh, so, but understand, I'm on the hierarchy here. I'm below senator um, amongst many others. The, uh, but, you know, the, the question that's really being asked is what do we do about this? And a lot of people ha- are talking different ideas about things that can be done, some that are, you know, on a whole variety of issues. And I, I think there's, uh, at some level, the great thing about CPAC is people come together with their different ideas from all over the country, and they talk about them a little bit. And it's a, uh, and it allows you to kind of, I think, focus on solutions that are doable, solutions that are potential long-term opportunities, and, and not confuse the two. And that's a, because on things like our budget deficit, you know, we have a, you can't confuse the fact that you can do a balanced budget amendment, but you can't confuse the fact that it would take 10 to 15 years, even if it got, had the votes now in the House and Senate. It took 10 to 15 years to get it passed in the next state. Well, and, and you and I both know, and, and anyone with a few years on us, like you and I have a few years on us, knows that you don't have 10 or 15 or 20 years to fix this problem, do you? This, is a, this problem is, is, it may not be in the fixable category now, but the, you know, here's the, sad, the actual numbers. We have, we, we brought in about four point. No, four four trillion dollars in revenues mm-hmm. last year, four point six trillion or so. Our mandatory spending, Social Security, food stamps, Medicare, Medicaid, our mandatory spending, stuff that Congress is not arguing about in Congress right now. It is stuff that's baked into the cake. Is this is the same is about four point six trillion. The two numbers, the amount of money we brought in pays for mandatory spending and nothing else it doesn't pay for military it doesn't pay for all the things that congress is arguing about okay yeah if you if you if they said we are shutting down the government including everything we're paying zero okay we're spending zero and we're going to spend zero for an entire fiscal year we would still run a deficit because there's no. still not enough tax money coming in, even just to pay for the stuff that nobody's arguing about. Hmm. Right. And that's including all the tariffs. It's called all the excise taxes. It's all the income tax. It's all the corporate tax. It's all, it's all the taxes. It's all the Social Security tax, Medicare tax. So your pay, all your payroll taxes are included in that. So if you actually want to have a real conversation about what we're going to do about the balanced budget, we better have a real conversation about what we're going to do about both revenues, which I hate, mm-hmm. and cutting the spending and not to, and cutting the spending on the mandatories. So, Boy, so if you talk about cutting the spending on the mandatories, the uh, you know Social Security, the Medicare, the uh, the SNAP benefits, and uh, and all the rest of it. That's, like, so politically hot. I would imagine that uh, the Congress critters want nothing to do with that. Well, right? well, who votes for Republicans? Who votes for Republicans? Yeah. Seniors? People who are almost seniors are yeah. where most Republicans Republican votes are. Yeah. So who gets hurt? Republicans. Right. So 
So who's so why is Donald Trump saying we're not talking about that? Because he wants to get elected. <laughs> the problem is, is that then it becomes Donald Trump's problem. And is there a uh, a plan to fix the problem? Boy, you know, I don't there really. Things, there are things you can do. There are things you can do, Church. I mean, I believe in doing things you can do now that that keep the problem at bay for a little bit longer. Things and, and there are things like this. If you eliminated the cap on and currently, if you're Social Security disability insurance, you're, there's a cap on how much money you can earn. Yes, it's, it's a pretty low cap. Um, if you lower, if you eliminated the cap and you let people actually work, and you could add a million people, a million two people to the workforce, who would be working and making more, making a lot more money, they'd be paying more taxes in, and so you're increasing your tax base by virtue of doing that. You you would uh, you would still keep them on the health insurance, so the cost on the health insurance side would end, would stay the same. So those people would be paying money into SSDI rather than taking money out. What about uh, this? Is something else I've like often that. I've often wondered here. What if you were to eliminate the penalty for uh, married couples if one of them actually wants to work? Like now, as an example, now in, in my family, Linda's retired. I'm not okay, and I got to tell you, uh, you know, her social security benefits end up just being, uh, you know, ravaged by taxes. You know, frankly, uh, because right. of the, because of the tax rate that uh, that I pay. You know, that sort of thing. Right. And uh, and I often wondered, you know, why don't more people on Social Security work more? And it's probably because for those reasons. Right. They get hit uh, well, if you're, by taxes well, if pretty 60, quickly. If you're if you're between if you're retiring, if you're if you are six, if you are 66 today, mm-hmm. you can retire at 66 and a half and get full full payment on your Social Security. The bubble is if you're retiring 62, you take Social Security at 62. There's an income cap on how much money you can earn, and then they take away Social Security. Right. I, I'm, I'm of the belief, if you took away the income cap, and you allowed more people to work, and you allowed them to keep to keep the Social Security benefit, you'd have a, it would be a net it'd be a net plus to the system. Because you'd still be paying Social Security taxes on on everything that you're earning, right? You're still you, you, and you'd be freezing your benefit. Yeah. You freeze your once you take it, you freeze your benefit. So, okay, I'm 62. I take it at the the least amount I can earn, right? Or whatever that is. Let's say it's $1,000. Sorry. Sorry, the Bannon radio network here is blowing out the speakers. Um the uh, is a uh but you have a if you cap once you take it, you cap that amount. But if you want to keep working, you're allowed to keep, you know, you're not punished for keeping working, you would end up with people continuing to work and they'd continue paying in and you'd end up with increasing, once again, increasing your tax base, driving people out of the out of the job market, which is what our system is designed to do. Our social security system is designed to drive people out of the job market because it was built, the modern social security system was built when we had a baby boomer generation that was coming up and, we, and the worry was we were going to have too many people in the workforce. Yeah. And so it was designed to get people to get out of the system before they really need, wanted to. Well, what are we looking at now? I mean, now we're talking people, about people. There aren't enough workers, right? Now, now we need people. Now we need people to stay in the system. Yeah, at the same time, we're being told that, boy, you know, you better keep those uh, illegal aliens coming in because we need people to do those jobs, right? right? That's what they. That's the excuse. Yeah. Um, it's a, a false excuse, but it's an excuse. Yeah. By the way, in terms of that excuse. If you simply one of the ways to cut spending is to say, if you're is actually follow the law, 
which says if you're here, um, if you're here legally, in fact, uh, you're not really supposed to be able to get any welfare, social welfare programs. And say the, you have to actually show you have a job, you have to do those kind of things to stay here legally. So it is a, the irony, of course, is we are essentially, the people who are coming in supposedly who are going to work are, if they are working, they're in an underground economy and they are not paying taxes mm-hmm. and they are signed up for every social welfare program that is conceivable, dramatically increasing the, the mandatory spending. And if we simply said, and, and, you know, next, before you can get your next check, everybody has to show that they're a birth certificate saying they were born here or the paperwork to show that they were, in fact, here legally. You did that. You could make some significant cuts in mandatory spending. I would agree with you. And I know that some people might not really like this, but uh, this whole concept, though, that uh, that every person, every illegal alien family that comes over gets uh, you know free government education too is something else that serious countries okay. can ser- serious countries cannot survive with that kind of a policy you just can't well and 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 here's the notion everybody has to get over it. it's not free yeah we're paying for it okay so you're paying the taxes you're ta- paying for your property taxes are going to pay for that local school system that is the way it's designed so the more people you bring in who are um, who aren't contributing, who are then coming in and, and utilizing the system, that means you know they're taking up resources, and you have to either expand the resources, expand your spending, or you have to um, cut resources and say, you know, we're not going to have music in schools and things like that. You know, I'm, I mean, call me stupid, but it seems to me if somebody comes here who's not supposed to be here. And they aren't entitled to anything. And it is a, and for the presumption that they should be providing social welfare programs um, out of human compassion is interesting. But if somebody, and if somebody wants to donate to a charity that says they're going to provide social welfare programs to people who are here illegally, feel free, use your money. I would also, though, yank your, uh, your nonprofit exemption, though. That's just me. I'm getting harder. I'm getting hard-hearted about the uh, nonprofit racket world. Okay. Well, it it is a racket world, and I think that a lot of people have become more and more aware of how non-government organizations are uh, are not only uh, helping illegals when they're here, but are actually recruiting them and teaching them how to uh, when they're in Central America and uh, helping them fill out the paperwork to get all the benefits that uh, that somebody who lives here would be entitled to. Um, once you find out that we are actually, the U.S. government is actually giving money to these NGOs to do just that and to recruit and import people and, and depopulate places like Honduras and, uh, and Guatemala and uh, Costa Rica, when you sit there and you realize that that's what we're doing as a policy, as our, your tax dollars are doing that, you might get a little irritated. Gee, so there's a program we can cut. Good for me. All right. Talking with uh, Rick Manning, president of Americans for Limited Government, Daily Torch, but he's at CPAC this week, at CPAC this morning. Is there any conversation about the fraying of the uh, social fabric to the extent where people are are wanting uh, more decentralized power, uh, power closer to them, but at the same time, the D.C. blob 
uh, wants to is continuing to try to grab more and grab more and grab more. And I'm seeing this push me pull you kind of thing going on here that uh, now we have states and locales starting to ignore ignore law, ignore rule of law, ignore the Supreme Court. You know, like over in Hawaii. Well, we don't. Ah, there's the Second Amendment, but we have the spirit of aloha. It was just one of many examples like that going you know, on. Spirit of Aloha clause. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one. I read that. I, and I'm thinking that what we should. Well, I'm thinking that all we need to do then is just say, "Hey, you go ahead and live on your uh, on your pineapples and your avocados or whatever it is right now, your papaya, and then uh, we'll, well cut you loose." Okay, <laughs> just saying. Uh, well, I mean, here's this is the interesting part of it. Um, during the beginning of the Trump administration, the, um, the first one, hopefully there'll be a second one, but um, Jeff Sessions as attorney general has made people remember, some not so fondly. Mm-hmm. But one of the things he tried to do is he tried to say, well, we're not going to provide um, dollars uh, to states and cities that are sanctuary states and cities yeah. that won't allow INS to actually get criminals and send them home. And who are actively, you know, using the dollars that the federal government is giving them to oppose, to negate federal government policy. And the Jeff Sessions tried to do that. Courts decided he couldn't. As strange as it may seem, you are not allowed. The courts decided that you were not allowed to deny San Francisco, um, a sanctuary city, uh, funds from the Department of Justice. Um, based upon the fact they weren't following the law, it was, and so I'm, I, you know, this is, so it's just there's so many places where things are messed up that, you know, is a, and each area there's probably 20 things you need to do just to get things to normal. Yeah, I, and I, I get that, but it it makes me wonder then if all this conversation about the budget and everything else is just dancing around the fact that. The United States is in the middle of a slow motion. I don't want to know if I want to call it secession, but uh, but no, no, that's what it is. I mean, it is. If 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 you are sitting there and saying that the federal law is doesn't have primacy mm-hmm. on things which we would mutually agree it does have primacy you know, about like individual rights of all citizens. You know, if you, if you don't sit there and you say, well, Second Amendment doesn't apply here, we have, you know, we've got other, we've got other thoughts, you don't get to do that. And there has to be repercussions for that. You know, on the other side, you see Texas saying, you know, we want to actually enforce, enforce the border right. to our state. And the federal government is saying, no, that's not our policy. We don't yeah, yeah, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to not enforce the federal law on the books, right? And, you know, it's, it's probably says, it's probably the only set of laws that the federal government doesn't want you to enforce in a state, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, that's. I'm not. I'm not certain they want you to enforce the immigration laws uh, the, in their state. They want, but that's the immigration laws. Yeah, the immigration laws are the only ones they don't want you to enforce. That's correct. And it is a, and you know, so the Supreme Court doesn't side with Texas. And so they're having to figure out other ways to try to do the same thing. But the fact of the matter is, it's, you know, this is working on both sides. You see states that are saying, you know, we're threatened by the federal government's failure to actually do their job. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, you say, you see states like Hawaii, they're saying, um, we're threatened by the Bill of Rights 
and we don't want the Bill of Rights to exist in our state. And it's a, and, you know, both, and the more that occurs, the less we're one nation, and the less we're one nation, the less it's, the less difficult it is for us to, um, to exist as a country. Yeah. And you have to be, uh, you know, realistic about what this means when you see this. And, and, and frankly, even when you see in the situation, and you've written about that on DailyTorch.com, that $356 million uh, fine that was, uh, yeah. that was given, you know, to President yeah. Trump in, in court the other week, you know, to me, it yeah. is, it is like, and and it's, and it's, and I would say this about if they if they had done this to anybody else, not just Donald Trump, if they did it to anybody else. What what are you talking about? Where's the where's the harm? Where's the victim? Where's you know you want to talk about the victimless crimes that you know the Democrats are always wanting to talk about? Uh, people shouldn't be arrested for victimless crimes here. All right, look at the at, at President Trump, and that's just an example of the breakdown of law. And if you're going to continue with this breakdown in law, I mean, hell. Why don't we here in Southern Oregon just say, well, we don't care what the background checks are required for guns and things like that. We're going to start loading up. You know, why not? Well, right. You know, it's, it's, I, it is hard to make a to make an argument that the, the law is inviolable when it's only inviolable for one side. Um, yeah. And it's a, um, you know, if you're what, but this is nothing. I, I'll just say it's not really anything that new and that, um, People, you know, one of the reasons why we don't get much, much uh, sympathy from some people in the black community is to say that's what we've been dealing with for a long time. You never recognized it, and maybe they're right. You know, I, I, what's happening right now forces me to sit there and, and look at stuff that I thought I knew what was true, and look at it and say, wait a second, if this has always existed, then you know. How do we? Doesn't mean it doesn't make that right. It doesn't make what's happening now right. But it. How do we communicate this in a way that brings people together um, to understand that a one system, one set of rules for all, that's equally applied, is the only system that makes sense, and we have to we have to get to that system. Some would say it is a you know back to that system would be is. Is a is it true? But we have to get to that system, and I'm. And the truth of the matter is, in a world where, if you put the First Amendment in its current language up as a vote in the state in the U.S. Senate, which happened five years ago, Ted Cruz forced the Democrats in the Senate to vote for the exact language of the First Amendment, and they voted against it. In a world where the Democrats don't believe the First Amendment should exist. Uh, in its current form, um, because some people's speech needs to be shuttered. And people who don't think um, that people should have gun rights, people should have gun rights, you know, and you have states that will, states that will vote that way. I mean, I don't know how we come together. Yeah, I don't either. And it, is, and it, seems, and it's, it would seem that a, uh, that a breaking apart of some sort is baked in the cake. If it continues with no rule of law, some people are okay with speech and and right and individual uh, liberty, and then other states are not. And you know, there's not going to be a, an eye to eye 
on that thing. And, and, and oh, by the way, you know, some states within their borders have vast amounts of the population not agree with the majority urban population. And, you know. Hey, welcome to Oregon. That's us. That's where, that's where it was. Yeah. And so the key thing here to me is that way back when, 10 years ago, I probably wrote a piece called Can This Country Be Saved? Can America Be Saved? Right. And it was based on a, there used to be a column in a, one of the Sunday inserts um, called Can This Marriage Be Saved? I remember that. And, yeah. And yeah. So I based it on that. And I wrote it actually with the idea that I was going to come out. Yes, it could be saved. I, that's the, that's how I finished it. But truth be told, 10 years ago, there was reason to doubt. We had such philosophical differences. There was reason to doubt whether or not this country could be saved. We're further apart now. We've allowed our, we've allowed our school systems to, um, to negate American values. And I believe that this election, this next, this election and the, four years that follow, assuming Trump wins, is really the battle for the soul of America. And we have to be willing to do what takes to win, uh, win our schools back, win our kids back, and win our country back. Because the fact that half the country out there is... Would we'll just as soon destroy the other half of the country? Yeah. Well, I don't want to destroy them. I believe we're right. I believe that I believe that freedom is extremely attractive. Oh, oh, and I agree with you, but the other half does not agree with that. Well, you know, one of the key things, if they don't have power, they're going to agree with it. They're going to agree with it out of fear of Trump. And so part of the temptation has got to be to not be them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to avoid the temptation, do we just do it to... Now, due to them, what they do to us, we have to be Christian. We have to turn the other cheek and educate them about the dangers of what they put put in place and use that education to create an environment where they support doing things like ending the censorship regime, ending the home, what Homeland Security is doing related to uh, the border stuff. Yeah, well, the only thing I would disagree with you on that, in which you don't want to get even, though— but there are people within this United States government right now that actually really should be in prison over what has been done over the last few years, that they have actually, well, that they have actually under color of law, taken people's rights. Well, you know, I think that the decision that executive privilege doesn't exist anymore for all <laughs> intents and purposes is very bad news for a lot of people in the Biden administration. Right. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that. Rick, I always appreciate it. Great piece that you have up on Daily Torch right now discussing the uh, President Trump issue and various other things, too, and I'm going to link to all of that. You have a great weekend. We'll talk next uh, next Friday, maybe without you being bugged at, uh, C- at CPAC, okay? Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for all the background noise. <laughs> That's yeah. all right. Hey, it's real. It's just real life. Thanks, Rick. Rick Manning, President of Americans for Limited Government, DailyTorch.com. D.C. Swamp Update for uh, Friday morning, 3 after 7, KMED, KMED, HD1, Eagle Point, Medford.